Welcome to another episode of 30 Flirty and Surviving. I am Tracy and I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that I realize there's been um, a couple new listeners and followers recently. So first and foremost, I am so grateful for you. But if this is your first time tuning in, I thought it'd be great to kind of backtrack and give everybody a basis of what the show is and why we're here. So um, last year, I turned 30 and I was very excited about it. However, having conversations with my friends who are newly 30 or soon to be 30 as well, there seemed to be a lot of mixed feelings about things. Um, There was a lot of like pressure that they were feeling because you're getting older and you start to have questions about like, what do you have to show for yourself? Is your job a job or is it a career? When are you going to settle down? Are you going to have kids? And the realization was that there's a lot and lot of anxiety and stress that comes with this new decade. But my thought and my feeling is kind of like that thinking is so outdated and so unfair and times have changed. And it's so important to create a space where especially women feel safe and comfortable and not alone. And so my intention and my hope was to come on here. And for those of you that are feeling like you're not being heard or seen or recognized, like there's a million people who feel like they have no idea what the hell they're doing either. And they're with you. They're in the same boat. Um, and we want to get into all of those things like dating and work, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, if you are trying to keep up on everything that's going on, you can go over to socials. Um, Instagram is 30 flirty surviving. Um, and then our new episodes come out every Monday at 9am on YouTube, Spotify, iHeart and Apple podcasts. And when it comes to the like reading, subscribing, liking, sharing, all of that, it is crucial for a couple different reasons. I think, you know, first and foremost, we want to get to girls and, and, and reach people that really want to have and, and need to hear these conversations and give them resources and some companionship if they're feeling like they need it. But also the content and the episodes that you guys engage with the most really helps me indicate what you like and what you don't like and what's working and what's not. So it's really great feedback for me. So um, if you guys could just please continue and remember to um, do that moving forward, that would be extremely helpful. But I have been looking to looking forward to this episode in particular for quite a while. Um, To give you some background, my father, my whole life, he's worked in finance and operations. And from a very young age, he has instilled in me how to save, how to budget, what to do with my money. And to be quite honest, I didn't always listen. I didn't always take his advice. You know, I thought I knew better or thought I'd like, I'll figure it out later. Or maybe at the time I didn't have two dimes to rub together. So what did I care? You know, it's in one year out the other. Um, But what I'm realizing is that our money is something that makes people so uncomfortable because they don't know how to manage it. They don't know how to talk about it. And it is so important that we start normalizing and empowering people and especially, especially women to manage our funds and take ownership of them um, as we get into this decade of our lives and as we're starting to make money and have money to freaking manage. So with that being said, 
I have a guest with me today. The money, honey. Hello. She, hello. Thank you so much. You and you drove all the way from Connecticut to be here today. I did. So I am so grateful. So also for you guys at home, know that she's she didn't drive out here for nothing. We're gonna make it worth your while. Um, but she is a financial advisor who has a ton of experience personally and professionally, right? Like, and has a really, really great origin story. You may have noticed that I did not say her first name. I'm calling her the money honey. And there is a reason for that. Um, You can find her at the underscore money underscore honey underscore on Instagram. And I'm about to let her take the floor and give me a little bit about why she's so anonymous and why we haven't said her name. Um... So take it away. All right. So it is very high maintenance of me to come on here and ask that you don't put this on YouTube and do all your normal stuff. But I am anonymous for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, just like you are creating here a safe space for women, people to be able to talk about the hard things Mm -hmm. and the hard conversations. That's what I'm creating also specifically around money, financial decisions, saving money, saving money on things, um, periods, like a lot of women stuff, but specifically I stay anonymous because the, the biggest reason is for my clients. I, there are a lot of my clients that are on connected to me on that platform Mm -hmm. and I want to keep it a space where we can have open dialogue. They may tag me in something. They may send me something. They may send a friend my way. Yeah. But it's not giving, it's not giving it all away. It's not, right. it feels like there's still a level of, you should talk to her, but like you take it up with her. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like, oh, go talk to her. She did X, Y, Z for me kind of thing. Yeah. So that's the biggest reason. The second reason is I'm in an industry where it's kind of like stuck in the stone ages. And this is a platform that I can reach women and we can have these very necessary, very difficult conversations mm-hmm. and just get the ball rolling. Yeah. So that's, that's really it. I love that. I I think that it is, it's cool because like, yes, it's an alias, but you're still so accessible and you're so present on social. Um, You know, people can DM you, they can contact you directly, but also it's like, we, we, we talked about this off the show, you and I, but like, it's like healthcare, you know, finances are extremely personal. You don't want someone to know your medical chart. You also don't want someone to know your bank statement. And so knowing that you sort of have that little bit of like a, a, a space of definition, people I think are a little bit more comfortable like coming and using you as a resource because they know that like, someone else isn't gonna see you on the street and then be like, oh, you work with blah, 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 exactly. my friend. Tell me what's exactly. going on. What have you been doing exactly. for her? Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. I can't handle all the paparazzi. Yeah. Like, it's insane. <laughs> um, but aside from that, like, wait. Oh yeah, accessibility. So like one of my very dear friends, clients had me start the money honey as a way for people to be able to reach me and reach out to me 
Because let's be real, like our generation isn't going to pick up the phone and dial 1-800-Financial no. Advisor <laughs> and get like some dude named Barry who has white hair. Like nothing against your dad, if that's his name. But like, No, he's, he's Kevin. Okay. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, but it's just like things are changing. And things are definitely changing. We need to be with it. So yeah, here I am. Yeah. Um, so s- before getting into the creation of the money, honey itself, mm-hmm. tell us about like, this is your chance, Pat on, on the back. What were you doing? Talk about the credentials. Where, where, where did you start off originally? Okay. So I'll probably keep this very vague. Okay. Totally fine. Because of like anonymity. And yeah, of course. Um, but started from the bottom like now we here yeah okay drake and um a lot of a lot of studying a lot of licenses a lot of experience a lot of learning from mentors Mm -hmm. some that i thought would be like the best mentor in the world some that i wasn't sure about them Mm -hmm. and they ended up giving me like really amazing nuggets of advice one of the biggest things i did when i first got started was I, it's funny, I listened to your episode with, um, with Dana. Yeah. And like the thought of her driving two hours to like do a tan and like. Right, for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yes. That's what I did a lot in the beginning, you know, and, um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like deciding that I will work. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, right? right? Like people have done what I do when it comes to money for a long time. So I'm going to work with them, other advisors in my field, Mm -hmm. other people, other professionals and learn how they do it and then be able to take a little bit from them, a little bit from somebody else, a little bit from somebody else and then do do that. But a lot of people aren't willing to do that. They just get into whatever it is that they're doing, like any kind of like quote unquote sales job. They want to take the whole deal. You know, a realtor who's like brand new. Yeah. He could go list, you know, a hundred thousand dollar home and go make a little commission, or he could go work with and mentor with a huge agent Mm -hmm. and go list that $2 million home and lose half the commission. But guess what? You got half the commission. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I was always willing to give up some, like pay, Mm -hmm. pay to play, Mm -hmm. like give up some income for education. I love that. Kind of thing. Yeah. You never know enough. There's Mm -hmm. never enough. But um, it's safe to say like, so you sort of came from the the corporate world initially or no? I didn't. You didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this was all like studying, learning on your own. I grew up in like an entrepreneurial household. I knew that I feel like from 10 years old, I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't ever be working for someone. Gave it a shot in college (laughs) with like an internship. Quickly realized your gut was right to begin with. This isn't going to work. Yeah. And um, just kind of ran with it. Okay. Yeah. And all those things that you've learned and that you've gathered, you noticed like there was a hole and a gap in this space, even though there's a million people doing it right, like for 
this, what you are doing is empowering women to take charge of their finances. And of course you do help men and, you know, couples and, but the, what really inspired you, I think the most was the lack of, like you said, like people are, don't want to go and, and call Barry who doesn't understand. Like, I don't want him to sit there and judge me for spending $390 on my Botox last week. Yeah. But like you as a female might understand yeah. why I felt it was important to spend so my money is. on that. You know what I mean? No, it's and like, you were like, totally. hold on, wait a second. I, I, there's something to like, optimize or capitalize on here like because it's necessary yeah it's so necessary so this probably just came to be within the last like I don't know few years for me mm -hmm. maybe like five or whatever but I've done the cyclical thing like for so long and bashed different kinds of spending you know and like sitting with clients and working out like how much they can really save mm -hmm. um i lost my dad about three years ago oh, gosh, and sorry. it's thank you and it's it kind of things like that like big like life events you know i had a kid like certain things make you look at things money experiences mm -hmm. differently so I have changed things. You know, I re-upped my budget sheet and that I used to send out to clients. And, you know, inclusive in there is like mm -hmm. therapy, your gym membership. Because yeah. guess what? If you're if you're not going to the gym and you're a usual gym person and you cut your membership to go save money mm -hmm. and you're miserable, yeah. that's not it. No, no, like, no. That's not working. I'm not saying you should pay for classes at A, B, C, D, and E, F, G gym. Yeah. Because that's dumb. <laughs> but maybe we figure out like, okay, which one are you actually enjoying? Which one are you actually using? Mm -hmm. You know, like everyone has their own budget spending like pitfalls, triggers, downfalls, whatever mm. you want to call it. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. But we need to do like the emotional work and say like, okay, what is it? Why is it? Yeah. You know? And like, what can we do better? Yeah. That's like it. I don't, you know, you and I talked about this too. Like you, it's not your place and I'm not putting the words in your mouth. Like, but you, we, you've said this, like to judge what is important for people to spend their money on, let them tell you like, but they have to back it up, right? Mm -hmm. Like if it's just frivolous spending, you're gonna call them out. But like, yeah, if if it's something that's really, really, really important to them, okay, spend your money on that. But let's just be smart about it too. Like making sure we're spending within our means, making sure we're not being like redundant or like, is there a way to fine tune the spending or, you know, but like still letting them feel like they can utilize their money in way that makes them like feel good too. You so know, we all spend money. Like we will yeah. all go and buy things and do things and spend money that isn't always necessarily the most like quote unquote responsible thing. Like mm -hmm. that is life. We all spend money. But if I sit down with someone and they walk in with XYZ handbag, yeah, and they tell me that they can't afford to buy a house, but they really want to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And then the next appointment, they show up with ABC handbag. Then we're having a conversation yes. because it's not, I can't buy a house. It's I'm investing in handbags, not in a down payment. Mm -hmm. So I'm not judging. First of all, it is always a no judgment zone. Yeah. I only look at the numbers and tell a client like what it looks like, yeah. what it is, right? So we're not judging past experience, past spending, past debt, past I co-signed on my ex-boyfriend's car. He left me with this huge loan. You wouldn't Girl. believe some of the stuff I see. Um, we are only 
going forward and saying, if you're telling me that you want to do this, we can't do this, mm-hmm. you know, or right, like identifying what their goal is. Yes, we have to do half, figure out how we're going to get there. Yeah, and you, you can, can give only them buy on one that. bag a year. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the cap. You know, yep. it's not, you can't get Botox. It's if you want to get Botox every six weeks mm-hmm. or I mean, it's a little aggressive, but oh, good, however girl. often you're going, <laughs> we need to, we need to work it in. You know, you right. just need to be aware that like, okay, this is how much I have. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of figuring out like what really is important. I love that because I truly think that is the biggest deterrent from people um, when it comes to whether or not they'd consider using a service like yours, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want that judgment. I don't want someone to tell me I can't do this or I can't do that, but I know I need the help. So I'm kind of torn. So knowing that you're coming in with that mentality and that mindset is why people want to work with you. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's always like, I, I don't want to like harp on it, but it's never saying you can't do something mm-hmm. or you can't enjoy, you know, buying whatever it is, like yeah. whatever material, experience, travel. Like it's never saying you can't do it. It's mm-hmm. just saying, does your day-to-day activity like support that yeah or not yeah it's not up it's not my thing you just gotta tell me yeah like it's never about the coffee right (laughs) ever 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 it is never you watch Vanderpump Rules it's not about the pasta no No, I don't (laughs) um it's not probably about the pasta but um (laughs) it is not ever about the coffee but if we are sitting down Mm -hmm. And someone tells me that they are drowning in credit card debt. We are cutting coffee. Yeah, you can't go to Starbucks every day, sweetheart. No, yeah, you can treat yourself once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and You're- it's all about in like moderation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, because of my father, this has always been a very important topic for me. Um. And I realized that I'm privileged, even though, like I said, sometimes I use advice, sometimes I didn't, but privileged to have had that resource or that place to go to, because this isn't something that we learn in school. Right. Um, but the fact of the matter is we are now women, we're adults and we are making money and it's time to not rely on our parents, our fathers, our spouses, and being able to, um, feel fully confident taking this on independently. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like, where do I start? So I have a couple little questions for you Let's that do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I kind of like broke them into little categories. So I think my, my first question for you is like, let's talk about like women. Okay. Women in finances. Why do you think that there is such a stigma when it comes to finances for women? Like, why is it taboo? Why is it scary or intimidating? It is scary and intimidating because our whole lives, it has been scary and intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so rude to ask someone, Oh, how much do you make? How much did your home cost? What did you pay for your house? what's your car payment? Like asking someone those questions socially is so faux pas. And that's just the world that we've grown up in, right? So we grew up with usually, I mean, there are many different types, but I feel like (laughs) most women I talk to lately either grew up with a mom who worked or a mom who didn't. 
Mm-hmm. And either way, for whatever reason, mom was usually the emotional spender. Yep. Or she was the emotional money hoarder. Like, <laughs> we can't go on vacation. We need to get our windows done in two years. Like, first yeah. of all, what kind of kid wants to hear that ever? Not right? Me. But I think, I mean, it's a whole nother topic, but having conversations with kids about money is a yeah. good thing. Obviously, Starting we wouldn't young. be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are taught that talking about money is inappropriate. You know, Absolutely. we're taught that, like, even, I mean, I remember like going on a first date and the guy being like, talk to me about credit card debt, talk to me about spending habits. And at the time I was like, are you insane? What? But hindsight, I'm like, actually, like, kind of <laughs> good on you. Like, not, He's like, I want to know what the hell I'm getting myself into. Worst. He also asked like what medications I was on. Interesting. Yeah, so like kind of a red flag, obviously. Did he, does he have your social security number? I know. Be a little concerned. Wouldn't that be like a good follow-up? <laughs> um, so I know we're going to talk about money and relationships. Like I uh-huh. know we're going to talk about it. But um, it's always just been such a, a bad thing to talk about. And specifically yeah. with women, like, Spending is can be a really good thing or can be a really bad thing. Yeah, and right? I think historically, bad, guilty. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, emotional shopping, like the movie about the shopaholic, and she had to put her credit cards like in the freezer, and she bought shoes and like. <laughs> You know, Carrie Bradshaw yeah, was, like, like obsessed with Manolo's. The, my husband doesn't know that I got this package delivered. Like, yeah, hide, hide it. it. Yeah, yeah, all that. yeah. But historically, I feel like it's been such a male-predominant, what's dominated, I was, like, sure. predominated, male-dominated industry. Sure, totally. You know, you think of oh Wall Street, and you think no, of, I'm like, like I'm men in totally suits. I'm a minority. And so, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of, like, the social standards that have been put in place, and what we're taught about what's polite, but it's also just like, oh, well, not only am I not supposed to talk about it, and I shouldn't ask anybody any questions, how do I stack up against these guys? Like, they've been, you know, taking this on for years and years and years. Who am I? And so I think it's just very, very scary for for girls. No, you're so right. And I'm going to make a comment because if I don't get to say it, like, throughout the other questions, I yeah. want to have said it. Okay. Women and money can do really amazing things. Hell yeah. Women are givers, like, by nature, by whatever. I'm not trying to cause, like, a science debate, but, like, <laughs> we give, right? Mm-hmm. And... When we control our finances, when we align our spending with what we actually want to do, yeah, think of the impact that women can make in the world with their spending, with their philanthropy, with yeah. their kids, with their nieces and nephews. Like, if we actually looked at what we spent money on last month and what we want to spend money on. If it didn't line up and we just try to make it a little bit more in sync, Mm -hmm. the effect that it has on overall health and overall well-being and overall sanity. Astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What, what, like, what a great way to put also a, you know, you were talking about emotional spending, like a positive spin on it too. Like there's, it's okay. Like, again, we get these like phrases or these words and it's supposed to be negative, Mm -hmm. but 
spending with your emotions can also be positive too. Totally, absolutely, and we've got to give women a little bit more it's credit. Power behind it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about like then how finance is sort of relate or play into couples, and I'm sure this is not necessarily easy to have a blanket statement for. But do you find with your clients that finances tends to still be a pain point um, for marriages, couples, does joint, you know, banking accounts become an issue? Is that still happening in 2022? Oh, it's totally happening. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what is, it's, it's funny. Like there will always be an outlier, obviously. Like this is a PSA. Like mm -hmm. not every guy is like this, but um, the earlier, the sooner you can talk about money with a like, pretty serious spouse yeah the better mm -hmm. I read an article it's probably been like five years at this point but a, a partner finding out about either a debt that wasn't disclosed or finding out about a serious spending habit can affect the relationship as much as infidelity wow so yeah, it's a huge fucking deal. So it can be a deal breaker. Like you can have an affair and that's going to be the same amount as like you've had this hidden $20,000 debt that I didn't know so, about. So like, I am no therapist and like $20,000 yeah, like to one couple. you are part-time. <laughs> you probably go through a lot of people's issues with them. Um, Like $20,000 to one couple might be like a drop right, in the bucket. Right, right, right. grand to another couple could like totally be a devastating figure. So everybody's <laughs> situation is really different. But the more that a couple can be on board with spending and just general plans mm -hmm. for money, the better. I used to run into this the most with school. Okay. So like, one, like student loans. No. Oh. So like planning for school. Like let's say the dad might have like worked 50,000 fucking jobs, put himself through school. Yeah. But the mom got Parents paid for it. a silver spoon mm -hmm. and the, you know, kid went to undergrad and whatever right. it was all paid for. So very different views on how that money should be planned for. Like, yes. do we do we save and, and give that to our kid or is that something he's going to have to deal with? And what's weird is the dad may be like, I had to work for everything. I'm not doing that for mm -hmm. my kid. I'm yeah. paying for school. And it's the like mom principal. might, yeah. And the mom might be like, I went to undergrad, but then like didn't even use it. And I am an entrepreneur. So, so like screw that. They're on their own. So mm -hmm. every experience like really, really is very different. But the suit, I'm not saying this should be like a first date topic, mm -hmm. but the sooner that like you can talk about, I mean, what do we want to do? Like, what are our goals? Right. You know, like, is it your money? Is it my money? Is it together money? Ideally, a couple having an account that like both couples can see is mm -hmm. very, very important. Mm -hmm. Like having a house account, yeah. having, you know, Having a one spouse that goes and spends all this money on decor and like it's for the house, mm -hmm. it's not a necessity, but she knows that her, and I'm saying her because it's usually the women buying yeah. decor, duh. <laughs> like her money all went to all that decor and like he doesn't see the value. Yeah. And she's holding like this grudge and he's like, what are these stupid pillows? Like right. it, these he's things like, happen. spent that much money on pillows? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, but they were like half off. Like, these things happen and these mm -hmm. little, it's these little tiny things that like can really start to cause it's like so problems. True. And, and like, seriously, not even to touch on like gambling and, you mm. know, sports betting and like all this stuff that. Because money equates to 
stability mm-hmm. so often, you know what I mean? And so that's why I think that people have so many different views. It has a lot to do with their upbringing, what they were taught. You know, if someone was laid off for a couple of years and didn't have a job and didn't know when they were gonna get the next paycheck, when they get that job, you bet their bottom dollar, they're gonna be like a little bit, maybe like more conservative next time around because they don't wanna be back in that place again. But the person they're married to or dating Could may have not have had the same big experience. Ass job. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just got a promotion I wanna spend. And mm-hmm. so it's, it is like, it's not necessarily immediately making the decision to like go in on things together and to, to couple your finances, but at least just making sure you're sort of on the same page when it comes to how you would yeah, handle like, them Yeah, like how future. do we wanna celebrate? Like yeah. that's a great point. Like, oh, you had a killer week, I crushed X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. how do we want to celebrate? What's our idea of like a fun night? Yeah. Like, it's these things that you you find out each other's interests like when you start dating and as you develop your relationship, if you can align the finances with that, mm-hmm. it like is a home run. Um, but it's also funny, I had this professor in college and I will never forget this. He told me, Tracy, you make sure no matter what you do, you have F you money. Mm. And I said, what the heck is F you money? And he mm-hmm. said, it's fuck you money. I said, what, what does that mean? And he said, I want you to make sure that you have your safety net, mm-hmm. your fallback. So he said- No matter what relationship you're in. No matter what relationship and no matter what situation too, mm-hmm. right? Like, so he was saying to me, you know, you are in a job that you and hate. there's no growth. You're overwork, underpaid. You're, you know, you people don't appreciate F you. F you, I'm out. F you money. He mm-hmm. said, you do not stay in a job that is deteriorating your mental health. Mm-hmm. You have that wiggle room, that backup plan. And you say, F you, mm-hmm. I have my money. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. You're in a, in a, you know, relationship and he's handling the bills. He knows what's going on with the mortgage in the house. And then he leaves you one day, you know, he's with the secretary he and he's out of here. Or he dies. Yeah. Oh, who like, knows? Stuff yes. happens. And it's like, okay, what the like, heck I'm do not I wishing do now? Him. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want anyone's husband no, to but pass. Really, but it's like, like, you gotta be able to have, yeah, your money and, and not be so dependent. You want to have that extra money to set aside. So you, if you were God, forbid in a situation you're not like waiting on the alimony you're not like oh I have to stay in this job because I don't know what else to do if I don't and like making sure you so I think that as much as a joint bank account is important having that like separate fund like individually is is a hundred percent important too right yeah we are looking out for we're doing both the individual yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. no I'm not saying all the money should be in that account no 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 of course not yeah 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 okay um everybody in that relationship should be stable enough that they both that they both have that right like if we do you feel like you're seeing more of that like equity like are like women bringing more to the table is there still a lot of discrepancy so my particular like network outreach Mm. like my crew I even just like my little money honey like community yeah I did a survey like uh, like a poll asking Mm -hmm who makes the most money, like who's the breadwinner? And the women were the breadwinner. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we co-signed that. So the, it's not. So times have changed boys and girls. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why she needs a voice. That's why she needs a voice. She really it's needs a voice. Her money too. Okay, so I'm gonna start going through some additional questions, maybe more specifics, because okay. I think the hardest thing is like getting started, right? Okay. Like we said, we're trying to like educate these people on 
what to do. Okay. So let's say that there's first and foremost, like listeners right now who are like my age, early thirties and they're like, like I want age too. I'm okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Perfect. <laughs> and they are thinking like, this all sounds great. I would love to, you know, have her consult with me or like use her services, but like, I haven't really started yet. Is it too late for me? It is definitely not too late. I'm sure that was kind of like probably a leading question, but it is <laughs> absolutely not too late. Um, it's like, it's go time. And if you're willing to do better, I love that you had an episode called no better, do better because literally like, I feel like I should have that tattooed on my forehead. Um, <laughs> I love that you've done so much of your research. Yeah, bro. come on. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, if we are trying to do better, like, let's mm -hmm. do it. Okay, I, hypothetical, don't know if I even make enough to consider having a financial advisor. Like, you know, I'm, I'm still scraping by. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? Is there like a minimum or a quota that you have to have? So I used to work like that. I used to have a minimum. I used to have a quota and I dropped it. I, okay. I don't do that anymore because working with young specifically young women and educating them about money literally sets my soul on fire. I love that. And they, the more that they know, the better decisions they can make for themselves. Yeah. I am just here to say like, this is what you could do. It is never my decision. Okay. So if, if you have income, it's probably time to sit down. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Now, nitty gritty, mm -hmm. debt, okay. debt 101. Is there actually such a thing as good debt? And cause that's like, you hear that sometimes there's good debt, there's bad debt. Mm -hmm. Is it, is debt just debt? Or, you know, is that more in the sense of like, how do I prioritize, you know, my student loans versus my car payment versus my credit cards? So that's a really good question. I truly feel that it only becomes good debt, bad debt when it comes to prioritizing. Okay. Debt, having money hanging over you is not ever like a good feeling. Like no. owing someone money, mm -hmm. you know, for probably the majority of the people listening to this is not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, so what it comes down to is prioritizing. Okay. I will also make a statement in the big money game using other people's money can be a very wise thing i'm talking like big business big industry big real estate like using the power of other people's money especially if it's inexpensive mm -hmm. to be able to use that to leverage it can be a good thing okay okay however if we are talking about like consumer debt, yeah, like, oh, I have credit card debt, that is not good debt. Yeah. Okay. And what we can do is let's say you and I, like two people, mm -hmm. all right, have the same amount of debt. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've got a total of $100,000 of debt. Okay. Some of it might be a mortgage. Some of it might be student loans. Some of it might be credit card debt. Some of it might be a personal loan. Mm-hmm. We pay the same amount to that debt every month. Okay. Okay. You could pay it off faster and come out ahead and save a lot of money if you strategized the way that you pay down that debt. Mm -hmm. So based on like interest rates and things like that, right? Based on interest rates, mm -hmm. based on utilizing other forms of debt sometimes and saying, mm. okay, what else, how can I, how can I 
strategize. Right. Like balance transfers. If you can get a 0%, what is it, APR or whatever it is. Like very good. Like, yeah, you have, you don't want to open another credit card. It seems scary. But if you're not going to have to pay interest on that for six months and you only have a couple thousand dollars left, stop just paying on the interest. Like make sure transfer it over and pay in the principal. So I'm going to tell you sometime, like I. Or no. No. Like hell no, No, do not do that. No, you're right. You're right. And for, and in some (laughs) scenarios, see the thing is, is it's so hard to give like general advice, right? Like Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, all these like big money gurus. Mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey, like come on. He doesn't want you to walk (laughs) into a restaurant if you have a mortgage yeah like come on bro <laughs> we need to be more realistic come on. yeah yeah we're getting margaritas at happy hour yeah. like if we have a mortgage like that, <laughs> i'm sorry um so it's hard for them to give really general advice right mm-hmm. but one of the things i do like about dave ramsey is his debt snowball and kind of looking at like okay like here's something anyone listening to this can do if you have debt write out all your debt okay You've got A, B, C, D balance. Mm-hmm. You have A, B, C, D minimum payment. You have A, B, C, D interest rate. Write them all down. Mm-hmm. Put all of your extra dollars beyond that minimum payment to the one with the highest interest rate. That is something you could do right now. And a caveat, because I don't want someone to be like, I did that. You screwed me. If you have a zero percent loan that goes up like next month, yeah, and it's going to skyrocket, obviously, like you need to right. Let's do a little things. forward thinking. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, don't don't just take this and like you know like write it right. in stone. But okay, like that's something that that's like a quick way. And like also, you know, the sooner we get rid of that debt, the sooner we're going to be able to hopefully. Mm-hmm get that credit score back up. And so it's like being smart about it and being able to strategize properly. Um, but I think that's even the thing. People don't even know what their interest rates are. People no, have, no, 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 no. People don't even and understand sometimes. I just ran into this last week. It literally took me, I look yeah. at financial statements all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, some days. <laughs> it literally took me about a half hour to find an interest rate on someone's credit card statement. Like they hide this stuff. They don't on want purpose. you to see how scary it is. On purpose. They don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't no. care. Why would they? And and one thing They about, want you to like, keep racking that up. Totally. And one thing about credit card debt that I think people don't really understand is they are you are paying them to use that money. It is literally mm-hmm. like if I, let's say you have a card with like 27% interest. Yeah. It's like you being like, hey, can I borrow a hundred bucks? And I'm like, sure. When you give it to me tomorrow, can you give me 127? And you're like, right. uh, okay. Like, that's a little steep. Yeah. If yeah. you go and you charge something and you cannot afford to pay it off, you that's are- the thing. People treat their credit cards like debit cards. They don't understand. They're like a ninja. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, my next category is retirement. What is the difference between Roth, traditional IRA? How much am I supposed to be putting in? Like, what are the key terms here? What should we know? Okay, so when it comes to saving, like, for the future, I feel like retirement is kind of a term that is very much sort of, like, by the wayside. I feel like my millennial and younger clients, even some, like, Gen Xers, aren't really looking at, quote unquote, retirement. Because like, it seems so far away. It seems so far away and it seems so boring. Like, yeah. They may want to like skip out on work 
early at like any particular age and just go do what they want to do, mm-hmm. you know, work because they want to work. So like I usually am not we're not, quote unquote, saving for retirement. We're saving like for the future. Yeah. When income is you're either going to like that. Yeah. You're either going to like want to work or you're not going to want to work. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. All right. So, however, you had a question about 401k. Yeah. Yeah. So here's another thing that everybody who's listening to this can do. Mm -hmm. Like tonight, right now, whatever. Send an email to HR and find out what your match is inside of your 401k. Okay. Mm -hmm. If they offer you a match, that is a good thing. Yes. If they don't, maybe you should put that money somewhere else. But that's another like conversation. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. If they offer you a match, you should be putting in whatever they, whatever you have to do to get their full match. Yeah. So as an example, some companies will do like 6%, Mm -hmm. dollar for dollar up to 6%. Some will do dollar for dollar up to 4% and then 50 cents on the dollar up to 6%. So that last 2%, you're only getting like half. Yeah. Put in the six. Now, if you're struggling to make ends meet, start then at you one. Then you peel back, yeah. Start it, then up it. Go to two. Set a timer on mm-hmm. your, like a reminder in your phone to, in three months, up it. Yeah. When That's you, what my dad, who's always like, it's free money. It's and I know you're not seeing it tangibly money. right now, mm-hmm. but down the road, you're getting back what you're giving into it. Like, it, it'd be stupid or silly. And I'm like, well, I don't want to have that much out of my paycheck, dad. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. you'll thank me one right. day, I swear. <laughs> oh, I love him. Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Kev. We love him. Kev. Kev. Good old Kev. <laughs> um, he listens every once in a while, but sometimes he like, he stops. We had like a mantle episode back in the day where oh, like the guys yeah. were just talking about like, it was yeah. got a little dirty my dad was like you know this thing lives on the internet forever Tracy (laughs) so I think he's like I'll just stop listening okay Kev sorry Kev what's up but Um, dad you'd be proud of me now look at how much I've grown now we're here talking about money and we're here spreading the good word Kev (laughs) um yeah take that match get that match do what you have to do to get that match and you asked about Roth Roth IRA IRA, yeah. yeah okay blah 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 right so here's the here's the deal back in the day mm hmm Taxes were really high. Mm-hmm. Everybody complains about taxes, but surprisingly, they are very low right now. Yeah. I know that's hard to believe because we all see it coming out of our check, blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. all over the news. Like, it's a it's a thing, but they're low right now. Yeah. Okay. We may see tax hikes in the future. I, like, have no crystal ball over here. I'm not a genius or a gypsy <laughs> or anything like that. However, if taxes go up... Yeah. And you've been saving your money in a pre-tax account, aka an IRA, or the pre-tax side of your 401k. When you go to take out that money, you can say goodbye to a lot of it. Yeah. Because you are going to have to pay taxes on all of it. Mm-hmm. All right. If you are of the mantra of, oh my God, we are shelling out money for COVID relief. We are shelling out money for war and stuff and things and pandemic all of this whatever it may be yeah Yeah. um then pay your taxes now right so inside of that 401k you may have a Roth 401k available to you I usually suggest especially to young people Mm -hmm. to contribute on the Roth side especially because let me ask you yeah do you think your income will go up or down in the future 
my income is going to go up. Yes. Hello. Yes. So <laughs> pay your taxes now yeah. in your lower income year, years, whatever it might look like, mm-hmm. so that in the future. Because your taxes are going to go right. up as that salary goes and up. And I am not a CPA, and this is like not tax advice, but this is just what but I. But this is just like, you know, like the basics yeah. 101. And I feel like at least, you know, it's not, we're not writing things in stone. We're not yeah. telling people exactly what to do, but we're just trying to give them general information. Yeah. Right? I like just have to say that because. Yeah, no, of course. Amount of like clap back is like, it's real. Oh, so. God. Okay. Yeah. So then let's move on to, um, like you were talking a little bit about like home ownership, right? We talked about that sort of stuff. It's like, you know, where, how do I know I'm ready to buy a home? Yeah. Really good question. No one will ever know, I guess, especially <laughs> like, unless you, unless yeah. it's you, right? Um, that sounded weird. No one will know it's officially time unless it's you yourself. But, um, like, Here's the deal. A lot of people rush into home ownership and then be call, become something called house broke. Uh, hey, yeah. And it's awful. Like, it's awful yeah. to see. It's awful You have awful this big, beautiful hear. place and there's no furniture and you're, like, scraping by yeah. ramen noodles. And so many people, <laughs> like, strive to save for this big down payment and forget about furniture mm-hmm. and forget about closing costs and forget about all these other things that come along with owning a house. If they've never owned a house before, mm-hmm. they have to buy snow removal if you're in New England like we are or yard stuff or, mm-hmm. like, tools. Ew. Yeah. And... It's and also expensive. like, hello, your landlord's not going to come fix your dishwasher no. anymore or the plumbing. Like, so you you're need to on be more liquid. Own. You yeah. need to be prepared for expenses like that. And let me tell you how it goes, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was literally a week that like a <laughs> raccoon crawled into no. our hood over our um, like stove. Yeah. Like we had a Viking hood and a raccoon cr- or some animal <gasps> crawled in, died. No. Rest in peace. Um, And it stunk. And we had to like deal with that. And then you know the way that life goes, right? So like that next week, obviously some other huge financial expense came up. And then that next week. Because when it rains, it pours. That's exactly how it goes. So yes, you do. You have to prepare to be way more liquid. So do you feel like it is actually, you know, this is all over TikTok. Like, is it it advantageous to do like the bare minimum 3% or do you think it makes sense to like put as much down as possible because everyone's like oh well then it's gonna you know change your payments and but like then some people are like it really doesn't add up to that much difference so I'm gonna take it a step back and just talk about renting versus owning okay. like as a whole yeah okay yeah a lot of times I'll sit with like a newer couple and they're like oh we both live at home okay because a lot of like pandemic mm-hmm. stuff people move back home whatever we're newer in our relationship we're going to buy a house together okay okay my usual answer is go rent a place first. Interesting. So you would advise to rent? If it's a couple wanting to go and do that, okay? Because like don't have this huge purchase and investment together if you're not sure if it's going to work. A hundred thousand okay. million zillion percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount of backward, oh my God, how do I get out of this house? I'm suing my ex-boyfriend for, we like put this down payment together. It's a nightmare. We get attorney fees. We got this, we got that. Oh gosh. It gets so, so messy. Yeah. It's like, go rent first. Okay. Yeah. Also, we as a young people collaborative are kind of more nomadic than Mm -hmm. anybody has really been before. Yeah. This is like sort of my opinion, but also like legit what I'm seeing. So how do you know that you're Omaha, Nebraska, is it for you? Like, how do you know that? You don't know that. 
And what things can know? change so quickly, too. Right, right. And then they're like, oh, I'll just rent it. I'll rent it. Okay. So now you're a landlord and you mm. move to LA. So now you get a home in Omaha, right? <laughs> so now you get to deal with like, A, renting it. Right. B, if you're not going to be there, paying someone to be like- To manage mm-hmm. it. Oh, we have a broken washing machine in Omaha. You got to be liquid enough that you can handle that. Liquid enough to handle stuff in your own new property. Yeah. A lot of times it's a headache. Um, by the way, PSA, I'm not saying rental income isn't it because I've seen it work. Of course. It, it can be a huge win. But these are things that like the average person sometimes is thinking like, oh, I should hold on to it. But they don't understand like what they're getting into. Yeah. Okay. So as a whole- like renting versus owning. I get it. It's the American dream. I understand. Um, just like weigh all the pros the and cons before you're kind of like sold on it. Okay. Yeah. I re- I like that. I like that a lot. There's also a, just before we go too far into like the mortgage thing. Yeah. You will be pre-approved. Anyone who's listening to this who has bought a home or is thinking about buying a home, you'll be pre-approved for probably way more than you can actually afford. And what I mean by that interesting they look at like your income they look at your income to debt ratio they look at all this blah 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 stuff they don't know that you have a spending habit of xyz oh, well yeah or saving goals of but XYZ. don't you need to like give like bank statements and all that crap they can see yeah they see and they still will pre-approve you for probably more than you are comfortable for yeah that's like, very true and it's the whole package so you may be fine paying the mortgage but what about the utilities that just skyrocketed from that one bedroom you used to mm. live in to that four bedroom house that you're buying? What about all the rooms that you're going to have to furnish? Yeah. What about the yard? What about A, B, C, D, F, U, like all these things that people just, I'm not saying it's not, it's not it. I'm just saying like, these are things that not everybody's thinking about mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I have 900 million questions more that I could ask you. I feel like I need you to create like a cheat sheet for us and like just terminology, like how to's. Um, but also you can't do that for me. I want my, I want the listeners to come to I you understand. and you'll do it for them personally. <laughs> but I just mean like, I know that we like still have only, you know, touched the surface. There's so many other things like salary and investments and things that I think would be so helpful. So we might need to do a second round of this at some point or another. Um, but I think before we sort of close out the episode for today, I feel like I just got here. I know, (laughs) I know me too. Um, but I think my biggest thing is I I have two final sort of closing questions for you. Number one, not tangent. I promise. No, no, no. You're totally fine. (laughs) Um, your number one is like, what would be your biggest piece of advice for women who are trying to take power or charge over their finances for the first time. Like it, whether it's like, this is what you need to do first. Like here's like anything that you need to put together. Just someone who is like, I have, I know absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. What's the number one thing you would say to them? The number one thing I would tell them is to look at their inflow and look at their outflow. So love that we can make any changes. We being women, we being me, we being you, Mm -hmm. you can make any changes that you want, but unless you look at what you're bringing in. Okay. And I'm talking the whole thing like, Oh, Mm -hmm. my salary is 
So here, here's an example. Yeah. And I promise not to go on a tangent, no, but I'll try to keep this short. So like, oh, my salary is $120,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at how much you're paying in taxes. Yeah. And then think to yourself, oh, why am I getting $10,000 back at tax time? Okay. Maybe we need to adjust your withholding because if you're the kind of person mm-hmm. that if you get 10 grand, you're like, oh my God, 10 grand, got to go burn it right now. Yeah. yeah. Then maybe it makes more sense for you to get more throughout the year. I was going to ask you about taxes too, because I feel like people don't even know what to claim no. on that stuff. But then I was like, you know what? She doesn't want to get into taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but yeah, that's true. But those are the things that we can like, l- no, look at every single line item. Yeah. Okay. Like from your pay stub. Like and look at your like pay take stub. a good long look in the mirror. The, the short <laughs> an- the the short answer is what's my money in, what's my money out. Okay. okay. I would look at every single thing. We personal just, bills, personal bills, everything like deductions, whatever. Like, oh, I have forty dollars a month going mm-hmm. to. I had a boyfriend with a certain specific mm-hmm. disease and I still was contributing like $50 a month to this charity. And like, do I wish that charity the best? Of yes, course. but like we haven't been together for a long time. <laughs> and certain charities I've been donating to like on a very regular and volunteering, whatever specific yeah. basis, like our needs change over time. Right. If we haven't looked at things in a long time, like specifically where is my money going? Yeah. Maybe it's time to look at it. Okay. So that's money in, perfect. money out. Perfect. Okay. Then my last question is same concept, but flipping it a little bit. Um, because, you know, part of this is, is, you know, educating the women and the listeners on our finances and how to kind of do better, be a little bit smarter. Um, but the other half of it is too, is like, um, not just finances, but empowering them. You know, you made a career shift or a move and you figured out, you got yourself into this space. Um, if there was someone looking at things through that lens of like, I want to either make a career change or I want to get my own sort of consulting or business started um is there one tip or piece of advice on how to do that from your experience so in general I think that there's a huge value in like steady income Mm -hmm. and one of the best ways that we can use the boring job steady income is to fuel your passion Mm -hmm. so before you go out and I know that it take it takes risk for reward, right? Yeah. Like I literally study the market. I understand that very thoroughly. Don't we don't have to always just quit our day job and go start this, you know, side venture that may mm-hmm. or may not take off. We all know statistics on the number of small businesses that don't make it or do, but you can use I know someone who's a perfect example of this. Yeah. Some, we can use our like nine to five. Yeah. To fuel what we want to do. Absolutely. And you can use the nine to five to create like an emergency fund, an FU money fund. Mm -hmm. We can't go FU without the FU money. (laughs) Like, Yeah, you guys got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so. A tip I would have is, yes, it takes risk for reward, Mm -hmm. but calculated moves are the best moves to make. Just being sensible about it, Mm -hmm. you know? 
Wow, I am so fortunate for you. <laughs> I feel like I learned so much. Good. You are such a wealth of information and you're also such an inspiration as well. I think that, like I said, there's going to be a lot of people listening today that are going to be hitting you up, but right. also going to feel like, you know what? I really do need to make sure I'm looking at my pay stubs. And yeah, I'm going to go sign on to, you know, my Discover account tonight and yeah, see time. what the percentage <laughs> is. And you know what? Like th- there's going to be some really great golden little nuggets for them to take home and to utilize and um they'll be thanking you and they'll be all up in my dms about it and i will let you know um but we will certainly have to do this again i'm so appreciative of you um and one last time for you guys um if you would like to follow her she always posts I mean, she's hilarious on Instagram. (laughs) She always is posting like the funniest memes, but also really a lot of the stuff that we've been using today uh, or saying today, like great advice, little helpful tips and tricks, links to things. Um, So um, at the underscore money underscore honey underscore the triple threat of the the (laughs) underscore. Um, Please, please, please go and check her out because you're not going to want to sleep on everything that she offers on that page. She's the best. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.